Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. podcast. <laughs> What is it now, Karen? Episode four. So, hello. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Episode four. They, the episodes start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> it is, it is um, interesting that we're on episode four already. We've done one, we've recorded once a week for four weeks. That seems very, very quick. Yeah. Time's flying. We're in the middle of September already, which is worrying. Proud of us for sticking to it. Proud of us for sticking to it, even though we're maybe not quite garden garnering the listenership yet. <laughs> don't get don't don't say that. <laughs> These things come in time. Yep. Are we any further forward with the bathroom? I know you said you're getting it done on the twenty first, but we didn't actually discuss what, what you've gone for. <sighs> oh dear, that's not good news. Can you see those boxes behind me? I mean, I can. The listener can't. Listener, there's boxes behind me. That's bathroom stuff. What colour? Colour of the moment, grey. So I'm getting mm. white on the walls and then a patterned grey floor. All right, so all the greys. Yep. Basic. <laughs> that sounds quite interesting. I look forward to seeing it. One day. Yeah. One day. Can you send me, send me some pics? We've had our first uh, anonymous submission. Oh. Um, so you can send anonymous Karen submissions to what is it now? Karen at gmail.com. Yep. So this is from an anonymous person. Okay. And it involves a, an outing that they've had. Right. Very classic Karen and a kind of customer service scenario. <clears throat> so I'll read it out for you. We went to a local pub on my son's recommendation of the macaroni cheese. We all ordered it. I was torn between that and the scampi. However, we had the worst macaroni cheese ever. My son could not believe it. It was not what he had had previously. So when the waiter asked how everything was, I smiled and said, well, well, I'm glad you asked because apparently this isn't what you were serving before. And then explained how my son had enjoyed it in the past, etc. He then was very nice and offered to get us something 
oh, I assume this person means like something on the house. So we decided on a caramel shortbread. But then when he came back, we upped it to two Knickerbocker glories. <laughs> and they got them. And that's the end of the submission. So I think what they're driving at there is that, you know, you don't actually don't get it. Yeah, I would say this this um, person has been harsh on themselves, though I wouldn't say that's, you know, that's not Karen behaviour. Karen behaviour is slamming the macaroni cheese on the table, demanding to speak to the supervisor, demanding yeah. the knickerbocker glories, being very rude and aggressive. Nothing wrong but, um, with being polite and just... I don't know, I think it's, it's a wee bit cheeky to be like... <laughs> oh, Did they eat it all? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they I think they must have. Do you think the behaviour like that is like on the road to becoming a Karen? <laughs> like that's this is how it starts. Is it on the way to being a Karen? I'm not I'm not sure. It's a wee bit cheeky to to ask, well to first of all, I think the waiter's offered to get something on the house. Fair enough. That's pretty cool. Um and I just think it's a wee bit cheeky to be like, once you've already agreed on something to then be actually can we get two nick two knickerbocker glories? We've gone from one caramel shortbread to two knickerbocker glories. <laughs> Do you know what? You don't ask, you don't get. And if they're polite about it, then I would say that's... That's you know, true. Don't feel bad about it. They've actually misspelled it and they've said knickerbocker. <laughs> knickerbocker? <laughs> knickerbocker Ooh. glories. That sounds gross. I know. I actually was borderline the same today when I had my macaroni cheese and the waitress came over and said, was everything all right? I said, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's fine. You know yourself, though, if you're working in a place like that, you're probably on minimum wage, really bad working conditions. Someone's in and they're complaining about their food. You know, you're just going to be like, come on, get a grip. <laughs> I know. I think I think the staff and, and the place I was in were kind of on autopilot today. But, um, you know. And I've been in that position myself. You just ask those questions because you have to. Yeah. That's not right for you today. Great. You always finish your own sentence. Like. Yep. It was like I've worked in call centers before, and the people at the other end of the phone assume that you give a sh about the company that you're <laughs> working for. You're like, nope. I'm on minimum wage. I'm just here to get through the end of the day. I'm just here to fund my next minimum. Yeah. How, did you not once get um, the sack from one of your call center jobs? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why not? I got That's my job back because they, oh, it, it was illegal that they, they sacked me. Really? Yeah. Well, they're, right, they're on the list. Lorraine Kelly, uh, Frank McAvenny, and the I'm, I'm making a note right now. So that was our first, our first, um, our first submission. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, don't feel hard on yourself. You're polite. But I would just say watch because that kind of behaviour is the <laughs> is the slippery slope to becoming a, a full-on Karen. So we'll let it slide this time, but yeah. just get a grip of yourself. <laughs> yeah, if you want to um, send in anything anonymously, it's what is it now, Karen at gmail.com. So yeah, I got a really, we were speaking about this before, Bethany, but I got a really strange leaflet through my door today. Mm -hmm. I came home and there was a one from a window cleaner and there was one that was almost looks hand somebody's like hand drawn it or something in pen and then photocopied it it's like a little A6 
size piece and it says at the top it says sinner wanted aged 30 to 60 must holiday in benedorm and then it's like a, a little drawing or picture of like three guys in tuxedos they look like maybe like the rat pack or something like they've got little musical notes above them and just like silhouettes and then there's a mobile number underneath what the f- is that all about you have to phone them to find out well, that'll be my that'll be my homework for the next next week's podcast. I'm gonna I'll, I'll phone or text. Sinner wanted. Sinner wanted. Well, I don't hold in Benidorm. I'm not aged thirty to sixty. But you are a sinner. I am a sinner. <laughs> it's really it's it's kind of scary. The the drawings of the wee guys are quite scary. They look like um, like almost like Slenderman. They've got no faces. They're wearing like black tuxedos. It's kind of weird. And you didn't see who posted it through your door. No, I'd, I just came home and there were two bits of paper on the floor. They'd gone to come to the letterbox. Mm. So and you don't know your neighbours to ask them if you've had anything. Mm. Then it's a bit awkward if it is your neighbour. Yeah, I know. One time one of my pals had a really weird experience with one of their neighbours. Like, um, I think it was like mid-lock. Was it mid-lockdown? I'm not sure. But then like somebody was like posting hand-drawn, handwritten notes through their door at, at night time and stuff, being like, I, I've been watching you. You're very pretty. I'd love to take you both out for whatever. And it was just like, what the hell? I mean, most people just did like Zoom quizzes during lockdown. <laughs> I know. Are we going to go back to Zoom quizzes? Is this, do you think this is going to be Christmas? A Zoom Christmas? Zoom Christmas? Yeah. Uh... God, I wouldn't even like to think. I don't really know. It looks like cases are going to rise now. And then ugh, almost hopeful in a way that they rise now so that we don't get a spike over Christmas combined mm-hmm. with the flu. That would be pretty disastrous. But we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. Let's stay optimistic. <laughs> yeah. I think if maybe we lock down pretty hard now for a couple of weeks, we might get away with it. But if we do this whole eerie-fairy, half-hearted stuff, I don't think it's going to do anything. Yeah, well, well, there's this new rule of six, and it sounds just so dystopian, doesn't it? The rule of six. The rule of six. Could you so imagine at the start of the year it being illegal to meet up with seven people? Well, that's what I was going to say. If you had sat me down at Christmas time, like Christmas 2019, and said, oh, by the way, see you in like four months' time, five months' time, you're going to be stuck in your house you're not going to be allowed to go outside shops will be shut restaurants shut the big global pandemic yeah you it was just uh, it's just absolutely wild remember everyone was hoarding toilet roll i know that seems like a long time ago doesn't it that was that was absolutely crazy at first i thought that maybe like diarrhea was one of the symptoms of coronavirus <laughs> and that's why people were hold were hoarding it but i think i don't know i guess people just go a bit nuts don't they <laughs> Yeah, I did get diarrhea actually with it, two uh, bouts of explosive diarrhea. But that's probably too much information for yeah. us. <laughs> did you manage to get toilet roll? Oh yeah, we had plenty of toilet roll. <laughs> but actually, my mum actually went out when everybody was like panicked by my mum. Thought, well, I don't really want to miss out on like essential stuff, so I think she went out to try and buy like just like a bag of pasta and some mm-hmm. chopped tomatoes and all that kind of stuff. And she said she went out and she didn't really know what to do because the shelves were quite bare. So she came back with. Um, five kilos of cheddar cheese, like a big giant <laughs> block. <laughs> One of the big catering blocks is like literally like a breeze block of cheese, and it took us it took us weeks and weeks and weeks to get through it. And it was so rubbish. The cheese it was so rubbish. It just had no flavor. But I guess I was going to say I had no flavor, but we had COVID. That's probably. Oh. 
by wiping your arse with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy times. Yeah. But this is a world we live in. Right, do you want to move on to... Yeah, Karen of the Week. It's Karen of the Week time. So this is a little one I came across. Quite relevant to what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. This is from a ABC News in America. Oh, nice. They were covering a, an anti-mask protest. So like an, an anti-face mask protest. Yep. So I'll just... Run VT. Never wear masks if they have any medical issues or mental health concerns or if they feel they simply can't breathe. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyway. Oh, wow. That was um, Shauna. So Shauna is comparing wearing a face covering in the shops to the murder of George Floyd by a police officer. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Right. I think she's missed the point of the I can't breathe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I, think they, I think they say I can't breathe because somebody was like kneeling on a guy's neck, like crushing his windpipe, and she's wearing a little bit of fabric over her nose. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The mask is such a touchy subject at the moment, isn't it? Really? It's, I don't really get it. No, I can understand that, you know, it's not ideal. You would rather not have to wear one. That's the ideal situation. Yeah, I, I would rather not have to wipe my arse every time I did a job, but unfortunately I have to. Do you know what I mean? I would rather not have to wear specs. I don't think that's a good analogy. <laughs> I think the, com- I, the, most, or the best analogy is really like the seatbelt thing, isn't it? Or the speed limit. You know, maybe a seatbelt is uncomfortable, it digs in, but you don't want to harm you or others when you're in a crash and you fly through the windscreen. Oh, yeah. So that's probably the best sort of comparison, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's quite a good one. I've heard that one person in a car, like, not wearing a seatbelt can kill everybody else. Yeah, like, that, five people in the car. that was a big campaign years ago. So it was more the, you know, don't... And the same thing should really be said for masks. It's... You know, you're not wearing a seatbelt, or you're not only wearing a seatbelt to protect yourself, it's really you're wearing it for other people in the car, and the same, I guess, for masks. You know, you're not particularly wearing it for yourself, you're wearing it in case you're a carrier, and to prevent you spreading it to other people. But yeah, it's strange, isn't it? It's, she's, 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 our tone of voice, she's very uh, agitated, isn't she? She's not. Yeah. Jinx, she, jinx, she vaccinates her, her wins. Nope. Not a chance in hell, eh? <laughs> That's the um the vaccines have a microchip brigade, isn't it? <laughs> a microchip. I've never heard that one before. I thought they're just no. like. It's something to do with like Bill something. Gates. Bill Gates is like funding vaccines, and people think that um there's going to be a microchip in it. All right. A liquid microchip. Apparently so. Incredible technology. <laughs> As, um, and I'll see this with the whole mask thing. Mm-hmm. I think we also need to mention that at the start of the pandemic, or when it was an epidemic, whatever it was, we were told not to wear masks. So I can, in some ways, understand people's confusion, apprehension, when all of a sudden it's 
wear a mask to protect other people when we were told at the start not to wear one. Yeah, like I'm almost kind of scared to say that because I don't want to come across like I'm an anti-masker or anything like that, but... Anti-masker, is that yeah. what we're going to call them Because I think with the, with the sort of coronavirus argument, there doesn't really seem to be any nuance in it. You're either a COVID denier, an anti-masker, or you're following Shoot. the rules to a T and you're strict and you're dobbing in your neighbours. There doesn't really seem to be <laughs> any sort of you know, nuance or middle ground that you're allowed to question things without being a COVID denier or... You yeah, know. but I mean, you can, yeah, you can question things to an extent, but you can't be like Shauna and stand there and be like... Oh, no, no, no. When I say I can't breathe, I'm told I still need to wear a mask. It's like, well, the two are fundamentally different. Uh, but then that's, that's an example of somebody who's kind of reducing it to a political, social thing, do you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than actually saying, well, what is this mask for? It's to stop me transmitting a deadly virus or potentially to stop me catching it as well yeah it's more about transmission than catching it when you wear a mask so why didn't they know that at the start though well i'm not sure why they didn't tell people to wear a mask at the start i think it was probably a i'm not sure if it was a panic thing they didn't want people to panic yeah if you were like right because if you go from one day being like business as usual to the next being like right lockdown wear a mask all that kind of stuff that is i mean we already saw like panic buying yeah it might have been worse if you had like stirred up a bit of fear and got people to wear masks i remember coming home from in, in the airport just as it was kicking off it wasn't quite a global pandemic yet but there were people in the airport wearing masks and i remember looking around and be like why are these people wearing masks like they just end up touching their face more like yeah. but obviously we had as we learned more about the virus and how it spread i guess that probably informed yeah, because I remember that was one of the arguments, wasn't it? And I do touch my face more when I'm wearing a mask. You know, you're adjusting it, you're sort of fixing the straps, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, and this is just my theory, that, you know, at the start, when the UK, anyway, the NHS, there was a shortage of PPE. Mm. I oh, think yeah, of course, yeah. Hasty in telling the general public to wear one because... I remember there was a sort of thing, if you were buying a mask, you were effectively stealing them from the NHS and every mask you owned was one less for the doctors <laughs> on the front line for the NHS. Whether that, that's true or not, I don't know, but that's sort of my my theory. Yeah, I guess that might have been like playing into people's thoughts. Um, so yeah, Shauna's quite upset and they're having a protest and Obviously, they can't see the video, but none of them are wearing masks. They're just out in very close proximity to each other. A crowd of, it has to be said, predominantly white people. Mm-hmm. Chanting and speaking loudly, which we know. Spreads the virus. Spreads it. And none of them are wearing masks. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, Shauna probably doesn't vaccinate her kids. Oh, well, that's, let's not jump to conclusions. Well, come on. What's your thoughts on anti-vaxxers? Daft, obviously. What if they're coming from a good place? In what way? Well, there's the argument, I can't even say it with a straight face, that they give your children autism, is that right? Or your children that's, are that, more likely to have autism? No, that, that, oh my God. <laughs> no, that's not even an argument. That was one scientist in but the that's 90s. What, that's, the co- that's the main argument at the moment, though, isn't it? It's not even an argument, though. But people still believe it. I know. 
let's not let's try not to do that thing that we hate where we present ridiculous viewpoints as as equal and deserving of airtime. No, you 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 categorically cannot get or catch autism from a from a jab. You can't do it. It's not a thing. That guy and claimed that in the nineties and then was subsequently disproven, um, disgraced, struck off from the medical register, never to practice again or ever be taken seriously again. Well, he clearly has taken seriously though. Yeah, by idiots. Because, <laughs> people still one is it what is it one paper he published? And that paper still being quoted, even though, like you said, he was struck off, disgraced in the medical um, community. But people still look at his research as gospel and don't vaccinate their kids. But I, I sometimes feel that the most hardcore of like anti-vax people don't necessarily probably done a bit more what they would think is research into it. Do you know what I mean? It's all the like sort of natural homeopathy. Yeah. Homeopathy? 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 I would say homeopathy or homeopathic. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'd like to see if their ginger and turmeric blend stops their (laughs) wine from getting measles. I actually once was in a bar in Dundee and this guy was telling me how, he was telling me how like, I was humouring him, he he was like, guess how old I am? And I was like... Hate when people do that. I know, but I, I they was always around. look really old when people that say that always look older than they actually are. And it's so awkward. <laughs> he, to be fair, he he looked his age, but I knew he was like asking me so I could be. So I was like, right, the guy was clearly like in his late fifties, but I was like, guess how old I am? I was like forty-eight or something like that, and he was like, no, I'm fifty-six, right? And I was like, oh, well, you're looking well. And he was like, he started to list this all the stuff that he takes. And he was like, I take um, ginger root, uh, turmeric, cumin. And I was like, is this an elixir of life or a recipe for a bloody tikka masala? What is going on? <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. All the stuff he was listening. I was like, none of these do anything except taste good. There has to be something on a good diet that's, you know, ha- eating a balanced diet is surely good for your health. Well, yeah, because your body and needs all those different that things. are high in nutrients and things. Yeah. But it doesn't quite replace a vaccine. No, you can't. I don't think you can eat your way to immunity. That's not really how your immune system works. (laughs) I feel like that would be a, that would be like a, do you know that food medic person that's on Instagram? But like, I feel like that would be like the title of one of these stupid homeopathic recipe books. Eat your way to immunity. (laughs) Leafy greens and garam masala. Garam masala, turmeric is a <laughs> common one. Turmeric and ginger, I've seen a lot of people. Turmeric, yeah. Lavender. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, lavender always smells nice, but it's not going to do it for you. Mind me like old ladies. Mm. So people, some people don't like don't like to wear them. I mean, some of it comes from you know it's. Like Shauna in the in the video clip definitely sounds like it's coming from a political angle. Why you know why is she referencing George Floyd and stuff? So she's obviously got a different agenda or, or slant on it. Mm-hmm. I did watch a clip on like this morning, and there was a girl talking about how she had been um, sexually assaulted and to wear a mask over her mouth and her nose, like like gave her she had quite bad PTSD and that gave her quite traumatic flashbacks. 
So I could I could understand that. That must be that would be quite upsetting for her. But by the same token, like people also say, well, I've got asthma. I can't wear a mask. But they're very like they're very. So some people have like allergic asthma. Like if it's dusty or something, yeah. they get they get like a flare up. But I can't imagine wearing a mask really impacting on your asthma. I don't know. I need to do a bit more research into that. Mm-hmm. If anything, there's a reason to wear a mask so you don't catch COVID because you're definitely going to be at risk if you've got asthma. Bloody hell! But I can't imagine like a, a a mask over your mouth and nose. I don't think would actually impede. It doesn't it doesn't impede your breathing at all? I think um I think with people who have asthma and are immune are people with sort of chronic asthma who are often sort of ventilated and they're on permanent sort of steroid medication and things. It's not like you said, asthma that's brought on by allergies or anything like that. Mm. It's people with sort of chronic, long-term asthma. Yeah. But I feel like even having a mask on, like you can breathe in and out of them. They're designed to be yeah. breathed in. Do you know what I mean? They're not, des- they're not designed to be... I really hope we don't turn into this kind of place though where people are um, like pulling people up for not wearing one. Yeah, I, I I am definitely guilty of like staring at people that aren't wearing a mask, being like they should have a mask on. But you don't know their circumstances. You know my name, not my story. <laughs> no, we you know we um we haven't spoken about it before, but like hidden hidden disabilities. So a lot of is it COPD? that people have like a lot of lung disease and things obviously aren't visible people might look visibly healthy you were talking there about that girl with ptsd yeah but what i'm saying is like learning difficulties and things aren't exempt from wearing them so i would never pull anyone up for not wearing one maybe if they're wearing a t-shirt saying i don't wear a mask and i don't vaccinate my kids i might (laughs) let out a little like a little tut but even then, I don't think I would oh, actually I'd say anything. I'd probably just tut and give them a sort of death stare, but I wouldn't ever actually say anything, probably. I'm a tut. That'll, <laughs> that'll show them, Bethany. Yeah. As, um, I, I was watching, um, I caught a, a quick... People are going to think I just watch daytime TV, but I literally just come... I just, like, <laughs> encounter it, like, at work and stuff, like, little snippets of it. Yeah. There was somebody on a couple of weeks ago, like, again, they were having this debate about masks on... Um, this morning, mm-hmm. like they had somebody on saying that there is no science to back up wearing masks. Not, there is no science to, no, no evidence to prove that wearing a mask slows down or like stops you getting COVID. And I'm like, well, that's completely <laughs> like we know that it stops you spreading droplets and particles from yeah. your nose and mouth. That's why you know surgeons have been wearing masks in theatre for decades and decades and decades. Yeah, that's why that's why you wear them in an operating theatre so you don't like sneeze or cough into like an open abdomen while you're doing an operation oh. do you know what I mean yeah so it's just as it's, it's actually irresponsible for a program like that like good morning which has millions and millions of what's it called mm. good morning this morning gmb there's good morning but in, in this morning as this morning for a program like that that's got millions of people to watch it like to have to give airtime to those kind of you know harmful views and then you've got maybe a little free speech or you know but you've also got a responsibility haven't you got to think of the the wider impact but sometimes seeing someone like that who's clearly daft and doesn't know anything that almost encourages me to wear a mask because i don't want to be in the same camp as those (laughs) 
Well, if that daft is saying that, then it's probably not right. So I'm going to yeah. <laughs> whatever she's saying is probably not true. So I'm going <laughs> to do whatever she, whatever she doesn't say. Oh, well. well, we'll both be wearing our masks. Oh, we could get what is it now, Karen? Um, mask like merch. Oh my god, merch! Hashtag wink, wink merch. That, that, that would be so funny. Could you imagine? Wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, wear a mask, please. But if you can't, I won't say anything. But Joseph might. I will. I'll be judging. And if you've got any great um, recipes that involve turmeric, ginger, cumin, we'd love to hear them. Either edible or for putting on your face to make you look younger. Yeah. Or to stop you getting the flu. Well, we're not, it doesn't look like we're getting a vaccine anytime soon, so we need to turn to the herbals. The herbal remedies? Mm-hmm. I've just had a wee lemon and ginger tea, and I feel great. So maybe there's something in it. Well... It's Karen of the week time. Okay, so my Karen of the week this week is actually Hagrid. <laughs> what? Are you joking? <laughs> no. So I thought you might not have heard this because in the stories that are being breaking throughout the day, and oh. Joseph has like a proper job, so he can't check his phone all day, unlike me. <laughs> so. I don't know if you saw as well, J.K. Rowling. Oh, God. (laughs) Before we go any further, can I just say that when she donated the million pounds to Better Together in 2014, she she had a black mark against her name forever in my book, and I knew there was something up there. So her latest book is called Troubled Blood. And wait for it. It's about a cis man who dresses up as a woman to kill his victims. What? So it's basically, I think in the book she describes him as a cross-dresser. So a cross-dresser, so a man who dresses up as a woman. Yeah, but doesn't identify as women. Who doesn't identify. So a cis man, so a cis man, yeah, is someone, a man who identifies as the gender he was was assigned to at birth, yeah. So a man who dresses up as a woman to kill his victim. That's a bit of a weird trope, isn't it? I thought we were over like all the cross dressing stuff as a form of storytelling, like with yeah. Britain. And I think finished. especially if J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling, Rowling, J.K. Rowling, if she was trying rolling to, through the gutter, she was trying to remove herself from this sort of trans from being accused of transphobia. She's going about it the wrong way with the release of this new book. Do you think she, well, she must have written it before this all kicked off because you don't, can't write about that. But she's been sort of been accused for this for a good few years now. It's not recent. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's quite thinly veiled, isn't it? You can, it's, you know, you're feeding into that. Okay, the, it's a cross, the, 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 the protagonist is a cross-dresser, not a transgender person. But she's still like feeding into that narrative of like, you know, I don't know, she tried to equate like kind of deviancy with being transgender and stuff. Absolutely, because a lot of her comments recently have been the classic sort of toilet argument of not letting trans women use the women's toilet because of male sexual violence. Um, but obviously trans women are women 
and forgetting that they are trans women are often subject to the same violence. Yeah, I was just about to say that yeah. from men. But it would be too easy to make J.K. Rowling a Karen of the week. It's actually Hagrid, as I said, Robbie Coltrane. So Hagrid or Robbie Coltrane? Um, well, are they not the same person? No, but so, like, who made who made? Is it a quote from Hagrid or is it a quote from Robbie Coltrane? A quote from Robbie Coltrane. Oh right, I actually thought you'd like dug through a Harry Potter book to find Hagrid being like problematic. No, although he probably has been. Okay, so Robbie Coltrane. Mm-hmm. told the Radio Times so I've got the quote here I don't think what she said was offensive really I don't know why but there's a whole Twitter generation of people who hang around waiting to be offended they wouldn't have won the war would they? <laughs> uh, but did, did, did we not fight the war against fascism? What is really funny is that Robert Train is 70, so he's born in 1950. So he didn't fight or win the war either. <laughs> there is like a really weird like subset of you know, old middle-aged to old men in this country that like always think like, for some reason in their minds, think that they would have fought in the war. Remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Robert Train's got quite a high BMI, I don't think he would be getting enlisted into the army anytime soon, so I don't think as you say, he wouldn't have fought or won any wars. No. But I find that quite an interesting argument, they're always like, oh, these bloody snowflakes couldn't couldn't win a, <laughs> couldn't win a, a world war. But it's like, well, you fought the Second World War against Nazis and fascism. Like, but also Nazi- that generation didn't fight in the war, whereas yeah. you would argue a lot of millennials fought in the Iraq War. I, I never know when a millennials are millennial and what's so that. Young people as, you know, young snowflake types. <sighs> that's, like you said, that's our stereotypical argument. You know, the people mentioned it during lockdown as well, comparing it, you know, our ancestors fought in the war and... They fought and defeated Nazism so that people could live their lives without, you know, being worried that they would be put in an extermination camp. So, like... I don't see their point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially the likes of Robbie Coltrane. If anything, he just benefited from post-war economy. Baby boom. Baby boomers. And then now all of us are f***ed. <laughs> <laughs> Two recessions. <laughs> so thanks, Robbie Coltrane. Thanks, Hagrid. Thanks, Hagrid. Thanks a lot. To go back to J.K. Rowling, though, obviously she didn't write the character of Robbie Coltrane. That's just him. Uh-huh. She, on Twitter over the last years, and it's become a bit of a meme that she tries to like retrofit inclusivity into like the Harry Potter books. Yeah, she says, oh, it's... She says stupid stuff like there was at least one trans student at Hogwarts, or you know, I never specified Hermione's color of skin. Like, like as alluding to the fact that Hermione wasn't white and all this like bizarre stuff. Like retrospectively, so you see all these funny ones like. Um, I saw a tweet once, it was like, inclusivity win. J.K. Rowling reveals that Dobby has IBS. (laughs) 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 That made me laugh. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, I do feel a bit ashamed that I've really turned a blind eye to the J.K. Rowling saga as of late. This story today, I sort of couldn't avoid it. Yeah, it's it's a bit odd. I don't know. 
why you would um, use that as a plot device. I don't, I don't yeah. know. And I mean, that's not to say, I mean, that makes me sound like, oh, all your stories have to be straightforward and boring, but it's just like, it's just a weird one. Like, I think just given her recent, that she's been caught up in like this sort of recent scandal, it's very bizarre timing. Suspicious timing. Yeah. Because I guess like there's other programs. Did you ever see that program Mindhunter on Netflix? Mm-hmm. So there's like a subplot in that where there's like a guy who's a bit that's based on a true story isn't it yeah it's based on like the fbi in america developing psychology like psychoanalysis of people so Mm -hmm. they interview like serial killers and stuff but there's like a subplot in that of a guy that you just see snippets of every now and then and you don't know if he's a murderer or not but he like dresses in his wife's clothes and like asphyxiates Mm -hmm. himself and stuff and it's but it's not the focus and it's also like okay that so that in the context of like a psychological show like that's a plot device and that's fine it's not like you know being outwardly transphobic but for an author to who's embroiled in that at the moment and to have some quite you know like seedy views to then come out and write that is a bit weird yeah and i'm i'm wary as well of being sort of outraged on behalf of the trans community which is why i picked hagrid as my karen of the week just because <laughs> weighing in on that sort of people are offended at anything these days classic karen yeah that's a classic karen again like we said last week somebody who's just pissed off that they can't say what's on their stupid bigoted mind anymore (laughs) do you mean they actually have to think about what they say yeah before they launch it into the twitter sphere which is a good thing in a way Mm -hmm. because it makes you you know because people often say like you know when you have when you're like I'm guilty of this as well when you like look at somebody in the street and you have a thought about them and then you have a second thought about them and like mm-hmm. quite often your first thought is like not positive and your second thought is well maybe they're whatever so apparently like your first thought is what you're conditioned to think your second thought is what you actually think oh really bad I have no idea that could be complete bullshit hmm. but it's a nice idea that you if you take a take like two seconds right just two seconds to think. And then you kind of soften your approach. So it's the same. You should never tweet anything. That used to tell us that in primary seven. I never had a Bebo. <laughs> Did you have a Bebo? Yeah. I never had a Facebook. I never had a MySpace or that either. But like when that when that kind of social early social media was starting to take off, I think we were in about P seven, mm-hmm. and we had a talk, and it was the rule was like don't never post anything that you wouldn't want your granny to see. Yeah, I remember that. There's a good rule to be fair. That is a good rule. I don't think I've ever posted anything I wouldn't want my granny to see. Fuck, I don't know. I think just be mindful. Mindful. J.K. Rowling is an author. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Discuss? Well, I grew up reading Harry Potter books. Probably the first sort of adult-ish book that I read. Yeah, and just became a bit obsessed. I, I really enjoyed the Harry Potter books as well. Um, first kind of long series of books that I read mm-hmm. um, and I think people like quite commonly say oh well actually if you go back and read the writing it's very basic and very simple I'm like well yeah because it's like a it's, young adults yeah why yeah and they were written in the 90s as well so I think oh yeah I always read that. a lot of older books because we've got such a, diff- a variety of writers now yeah and also and what, 
what one one person's good writer is another person's terrible writer. It's writing is very subjective. There's no good or bad writing. Well, there are arguably some bad. <laughs> Don't know some of the fans, some of the Harry Potter fans, like the adult fans. I mean, like, because my wee sister is Harry Potter mad and it's cute and she's obsessed, and yeah, love that. A lot, lot of respect for that because I also love Harry Potter. But like, the, the kind of grown up fans are a little bit like, see, the ones that like hardcore love it, yeah, a bit cringe, a bit cringe. I'm just gonna, there's a tweet here that I actually saved on my phone because I was so I actually. Physically cringe? Do you mean actually physically cringe? Yeah. So I think this was back. This person's got like a certified, they've got a tick on Twitter, so I don't know who they are. I think she works for like a university or something like that, right? But this mm-hmm. is back in April when the kind of Jakey Rowling thing was like kicking off. She also got a rainbow flag in her name, so interesting. It belongs to the community somehow. But she says, <clears throat> I'm going to address the JKR thing as a long-time Harry Potter fan who literally pioneered part of the academic study into her work as a study of classical fantasy and moral allegory, brackets, Harry is a Christ figure, etc. Close brackets. (laughs) For the listener, I'm recoiling. Physically. Physically recoiled who literally pioneered part of the academic study into her work. How can you pioneer academic study into Harry Potter? People do Pioneer. People, like, do their dissertation on, like, the Hunger Games and do their dissertation on, like, Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy. You can have academic study into anything you want, I think. So is that that somebody who's just written an undergrad dissertation and said that they've pioneered academic study? Probably. I could be wrong, I don't want to, but yeah, probably. Pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> but that's that's what I, what I said earlier. Can you, clearly she is a number one fan, pioneering academic study. I, have, I didn't go I quite that gonna, far. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Clearly she is a... I just dressed up as Harry Potter a few times for Halloween. But anyway. Yeah, it's a fucking Halloween outfit. Not, not yeah. claiming on Twitter that you're a, an academic pioneer of Harry Potter. I think the word pioneer should be reserved for like scientific discoveries or like do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. technological advancements. Not writing a adult fanfic about Harry Potter. Get a life. So can you then can you separate the artist from the art? If the art's good at your discretion. That's why I still listen to Azalea Banks. She's a bigot, but a lot of her songs slap, so I still listen to it. Well, I've stopped listening to R. Kelly. Oh, he was a pedophile, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm not, he had a really good song with Lady Gaga. It's called Do What You Want. Um, a bit creepy, actually, in hindsight. But yeah. it's a really good song. All his songs are awful. When you but really she, like I really like that song. Is in awful, the lyrics are awful when you know what he's now done. Yeah. But I really like that Lady Gaga song, Do What You Want. Um, just because it was a beat. Mm-hmm. but they took it off Spotify and I was like oh that's fine I mean I missed the song but he was a bad guy but she actually re-recorded it with Christina Aguilera so it's all good yeah I think it's more the thing it's if they're a really bad person do you want to then give them the royalties give them the funding by buying more books you know downloading their music whatever it is that's true um but then I don't really 
since 2014 don't really like J.K. Rowling anyway. Like she obviously comes from a different viewpoint from me when she donated all yeah. that money to get it together. I voted yes in 2014. Would vote yes again. She clearly voted no, but I resented it because you know she's a powerful, powerful, powerful person with a vast pot of money, and she could, you know, come out in favour of the union and have a pretty decent sway and. To me, that hinted at, you know, what her priorities were and various things like that. And I just decided from that point, I was like, you're not really my cup of tea. What did, so what did she actually, we should probably, what did she actually say that sparked all this off? It was so bloody long ago, I can't remember. It um, was the article about women, about, sorry, people who menstruate. And then she sort of put out a comment like, uh, Waban, Wufan. What is this? Oh, you mean women? Waban? What the f*** is a waban? <laughs> Get the comment up. Um, oh, yeah, she took issue with the phrasing, people who menstruate. I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Womben, wimpund, wumud. Anyway, I just think live and let live. Do you know what I mean? Live and let live unless you're a bigot, in which case I'm going to reprimand you. <laughs> you fail them. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I was just cringy. I think I think with this, and I'm I don't know I don't really know what to call it. I call it a trans debate, um, or the debate around Again, is it, trans is people. It even a debate. I know, I know, but it is for some people. Um, I think you want to be on the right side of history on this one, in the way that we looked at gay people not that long ago when we were introducing gay marriage and people were given it. Oh, next, um, we'll be allowing dogs to get married and we'll be allowing animals to get married. And you think of those statements, you think, you know, that's crazy and ridiculous, but that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, and a lot of the arguments that you touched on earlier about, like, trans people using the, like, the toilets or the bathrooms that they want to use, like, being called, like, predators or whatever like that's an that's an argument that historically was used against gay people as well like you oh, know absolutely pedophiles or perverts or predators and all this kind of stuff and you would never if somebody came out now and referred to like a gay person like that there would be uproar and it would be like widely accepted even in the media it's like yeah that's you can't say that but now for some reason when it comes to trans people it's like still up for debate it's a bit odd and the same thing with with gender identity the argument is now, oh, it's usually Piers Morgan or someone Piss Morgan. similar status, Piss Morgan, someone of a similar status saying, oh, I'm going to identify as a pencil or I'm going to identify as a pair of sunglasses. That argument will now become of the past what we then compared, like you said, gay people to predators or gay marriage, like just having two dogs getting married. No, I know you mean like, the arguments that are now rightly ridiculed from the past for certain groups are still being used in the present day for other groups and accepted. Yeah, uh-huh. I know that. See, that whole thing, like, Piers Morgan, like, I'm... Well, well, he said once, I was like, I'm going to identify as a... a ping, a vegetarian penguin or something stupid like that. I was just like, shut the f*** up, you big dafty. But you know he's pandering to the lowest denominator there with yeah. whoever watches and listens to him. People are just, people just out here for some basic human rights. They're not out here demanding extras or anything extravagant and you're making fun of them on national tv yeah it's sad but sad isn't it 
Yeah, I don't. I think you want to be on the right side of history with this one. I don't think J.K. Rowling is. And like you said, live and let live. What difference is someone living their life and identifying as a different gender? How does that impact your life? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, time for time for another vote. Mm. I won last week's. I think, we're at, I think we're at 2 1 just now. You won the first two, I won last week's. So I think mine is just, cl- I think it is cl- like, although we thought last week was classic Karen, I think this is classic, classic Karen. This is like we're in like an American heartland where this yeah. phrase kind of arose. It's an, a flustered white woman who's demanded to know why she has to do certain things. Um, she's making it political when it doesn't have to be political. She's obviously got some. Mm, don't wanna, I mean, I don't want to accuse her of anything, but I mean, I've already probably accused her a lot tonight. But I don't want to accuse her of being racist. But why, why is she bringing George Floyd into it? It's obviously at the front of her mind. So I'm going to vote for myself again. I'm a snake. I'm sorry, but I think she's the most Karen. No, I think. As much as I think Robbie Coltrane really put his foot in it with that, you know, with his comments about how our generation, because that's basically he's talking about our generation, the millennial I'm snowflake. About my generation. Yep. Um, we're just waiting around to be offended. Um, I don't know about you, Bethany, but that's what I do. I don't, I don't have a job. I just sit. Oh yeah, same. I just sit in my flat and I. Uh, scroll through Twitter mm-hmm. but it was for me it was his comment on how oh, our generation wouldn't win the war <laughs> when neither did his <laughs> <laughs> that is what kind of just sort of tipped him over the edge to that sort of Karen like entitled yep. middle aged sort of evocative feeling yeah, like false entitlement thinks that they're kind of bigger than they are. Because can I just say, every generation thinks blames younger generation for something. I hope we don't get like that. Probably will. Do you think we will? Every, it happens to every generation where they'll say, oh, look at those young people. You know, in the 60s, it was look at those young people with their mini skirts and... And their black civil rights. And their black civil rights. What are they like? And now it's like, look at those young people with their smartphones and their trans civil rights. They care about the environment. Snowflakes. I know. But I think you might be right. You're going to vote for mine? I think you're Karen from Middle America who doesn't want to wear a mask and is comparing it to the murder of a black man. <laughs> it's literally a piece of cloth over her mouth. <laughs> so are you voting for mine? Yes. 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 <laughs> to all, it's all square. I think honorary mention though to Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. Is he a gammon? He's still a Karen, isn't he? I yeah. don't know. I th- I feel like I feel like mine was the deserved winner in order to kind of stick to the roots of the podcast and say, you know, she was proper. She was proper. Yeah. Karen. Did she have Did a bobbed did... haircut? She actually didn't. know. she just had kind of like shoulder length parted in the middle brown hair she didn't have a fringe or that but I, I i just felt that she was like 
classic, classic. She was deserving. I can, can totally see her like sending back a fillet of fish in a McDonald's or something. Do you know what I mean? And she would have been far ruder than our listener who complained about the macaroni cheese and got two free knickerbocker glories. Knickerbocker. <laughs> two free knickerbocker glories. Oh, well, that was, that was another good one. God, that's flown by again. I know. Time flies when you're... Having a great laugh in these podcasts. I know. Oh, I don't, I don't like the fact that I can look into, into that black door behind you. I keep thinking I can see a face in it. F*** off. I've <laughs> <laughs> <Having> myself. <laughs> Are you? Oh, you'll be fine. If you enjoyed listening to our ramblings tonight, you can this podcast on Spotify. And you can like and subscribe on YouTube. By the way, Joseph some... hasn't even subscribed, so if you don't, don't feel bad. Who's who? Okay, I was <laughs> going to say who's. I was going to say who subscribes on YouTube, but lots of people do, and we want you to do as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, check us out on Instagram. It's what is it now, Karen? And on Twitter, we are what is it, Karen? And you can send us an um, anonymous confessions. Uh, it doesn't to need to be anonymous address. if you're quite well, confident in your. Karenness, or maybe you want to expose a friend. Mm-hmm. You can get in touch. What is it now, Karen at gmail.com. Episode four, over and out. Ciao. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.